Hello, and welcome to another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, James Santana. This time, I'm not driving by my illustrious sidekick, Hunter Van Europe. I am going solo for an interview. I'm sitting down with Sean Chen, a uh, famous comic book uh, artist, now breaking out into comic book writing. Um, we are Andrew's Amazing Com- uh, Andrew's Amazing Podcast. We are brought to you by Andrew's Amazing Comics down in Save New York. So, Sean, welcome, and thank you for coming down and hanging out with me for a little bit and talking about comics and stuff. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Um, so, Sean, I know you're. I don't know how much you can and cannot talk about your new book and your new projects. So I'll kind of like steer away from certain things. You tell me what you kind of can talk about. Um, so, uh, what kind of brought you into working on comics in the first place? Like, what was your what was your first introduction to like? Were you an artist? So, what was your first introduction to becoming an artist? Um, well, I liked all the Marvel and DC characters, and my exposure wasn't from comics. It's mostly from TV. So Spider-Man was on, on the Electric Company, and, and then Saturday morning cartoons were uh, the Justice League. So I love superheroes, and I saw the comic version of Spider-Man in the uh, Washington Post Sunday edition. And then, uh, then I think someone brought me my first uh, comic, and it really blew my mind that there was a whole um, magazine pamphlet um, that has all those superhero characters. So that really blew my mind, and that it started there. That's awesome. That's really cool. Like, normally, like, when I talk to, like, uh, I've interviewed other people, I'm talking to the fans and stuff, they always, oh, well, I read the comics and I just wanted to emulate the comics. It's really cool. To, it's finally cool to see someone that saw it in live action first and then went and went into the comics. It's, it's actually a rarity now, so it's really cool to hear that. Um, so what was the first, what was your first major book that you wanted to work on that you finally got to, like, what would be a dream book that you got to, I'm trying to rephrase this properly, <laughs> What would be a dream book that you would want to work on that you haven't that you uh, haven't got to do yet? Uh, that I haven't got. I guess um, <clears throat> I always like the X Men um, over the Avengers. It seemed to be like a cooler group of, of people. I did do X Men: The End with Chris Claremont. That was like eighteen issues long. I have that entire um, series, by the way, and I, I love that series. So yes. Uh, yeah, I, I guess what I wasn't thrilled about was it's not the regular title. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all like really, really old and <laughs> running around. Now. Uh, but yeah, I guess that would be my favorite. But I got to do I got to do Wolverine, I got to do Iron Man, I did some Elektra and some Spider Man and a lot of Avengers. So you know I can't complain. So I guess the only one there was just like the X Men regular series thing. Cool. Again, as a big X Men fan, as everyone knows on the show, I'm a huge X Men fan. So yes, and I love Chris Claremont. As uh, despite where I was saying before, um, I do love that stuff. So yeah, X Men: The End is one of my favorite series. Um, so outside of not getting to write X Men, uh, what would be since we talk about X Men and Marvel, what would be a DC property you would like to work on? Um, well, I guess everyone says Batman. Uh, <laughs> I think if I were to look at my work, uh, sometimes I have trouble with like the heavy, um, moody black areas. Uh, so I guess I, I'm more of a Superman guy than than a Batman guy. Like this is right up my alley. I feel like this interview is written for me. It's great. <laughs> so uh, what were uh, so so. Because you're being an artist and everything, where are who are some of your inspirations or heroes that you look up to as an artist? I know everyone you can talk to everyone and they give you a million different answers. <laughs> um, but like, what what were some of your artistic heroes that you look up to? Uh, well, early on, I was uh, really into um, when I read Weapon X, really into Barry Windsor Smith, um, and I, I pretty much got to work with him when I went to Valley, and he was like my mentor over there, just trying to get me up to speed to be able to draw comics. So there was that. And then soon after that, I think I really fell in love with 
um, Travis Cheray, Travis Sherris work mm-hmm. and uh, his Wildcats, and that really stuck with me for like a decade or, or even more. Even okay. to this day, I still love it. That's cool. um, and then after that, I think uh, Olivier Coipel was a very big influence. And every time I I discover one of these guys, I fall, I fall, fall pretty hard for them. And I really take a deep dive into their work. So currently, it's um it's Olivier Coipel and Pepe Larraz. Nice. Nice. Um, so we talked about like since you we kind of hint at your 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 comic book like history as a as a artist. Um, what were some of the favorite stuff that what what were some of the standout books in your opinion that you've worked on uh, throughout your career? Uh, that I worked on, uh, I would say Iron Man is probably the most important one because that kind of put me on the map. I think it was at a time when um, people were looking to see who was going to take over Iron Man when it came back from uh, Image in the Heroes Return series. So uh, when I got on, um, people were looking at, because that was like a, a big a big event, and uh, I was on it for three years, and it pretty much defined my style because I do a lot of mechanical things really well, like technical stuff, mm-hmm. and less of the um, anatomy, organic stuff. So it, was, it kind of played to my strength, and I made the most of it, and it was on for a long time. So um, that's probably like the... The most important book to me. Nice. It's really cool to hear like what what other like what creators want to like really say what their favorites because you can see like you can see in your other work like oh yeah you're 100 right like that is like your mechanical like it's cool to see that stuff and people are like yeah no that's the what defines me as an artist it's really cool. Um, so I won't talk so much about like what your I don't know how much you like said before like how much you can talk about your new project. But, oh, it's uh, not a big deal. I mean, okay, you can spoil it all. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I did read the first few issues, so everyone kind of knows on the show that I am ahead of it. Ahead of it. Um, so uh, it's called Gen Definitive Title. Okay, I I do work closely with um, uh, with Twenty Four Seven Comics, and the person who's in charge there is Carl Choi. So. We kind of developed this story together, and for some reason, I'm not really that into the names or titles. Like, I'm all about story and the character. Mm-hmm. So I said, like, well, I asked him, like, what do you want these characters to look like? And he tells, like, use this model here, use this reference, use Daniel Wu, the actor, as the main <laughs> character. And then um, when it comes to things like type the title of the book, I said, I asked him, like, what do you want to call it? And he said, Genesis. And that name comes from the fact that. Uh, the story is about a scientist who is making such big paradigm-shifting um, uh, advancements into human uh, evolution that it's almost biblical, like he's almost like playing God. So he thought that Genesis had that a sense of um, that biblical importance. All right, cool. Um, so I know we we've spoken, we were speaking off mic before uh, amongst with other people about the book. Um, and one of the things we keep bringing up is that one of the not one of the antagonists in, uh, in the system is um, Bubble World, which is a kind of a side, like a parody of Disney. Was that always the intention uh, from the from the like get go, or was that like, oh hey, we need a bad guy, and then it flushed out to becoming Disney, like a, a Disney parody later on? Uh, so the way this story came about is, uh, I did a piece of artwork, um, just an image of a robot gorilla and this young robot girl and it was really just about that image and it seemed to imply a bigger story uh, even though it didn't it was just like a pinup shot that I did for fun um, so he said that he wanted to make the story about this um, since there was a big robot gorilla 
Um, I just kind of thought it was, a, it just seemed to make sense that it was like an animatronic from Disney that didn't have its uh, outer skin on. So I just thought that that would be the character. So I kind of set the thing in, in Disney. And there's also a, the other area where this technology is used is in the military. And I just like the juxtaposition between the military industrial complex and and the entertainment industrial complex that they were so separate. But the fact that they have a common denominator in this one person and this technology, I thought that there was a story there. So that's kind of why it's, it's Disney, corrupt Disney is in the story, <laughs> and also the military. It, it does blend, like I said, I did read it, so it, and it does blend very well together. Um, I do like it. And, and you can see on the page, like it's like these dark shots of the, the military, and then you got like, these bright, like, oh, theme park elements, and it's really cool to see it like back and forth. Um, going back to the military part of the uh, the comic, um, we were talking about before um, some of the the robotic designs about like how you do mechanical work. Um, and look, you can see it in the designs for in Genesis with the uh, the Red Sky Mechs. Um, one of the and uh, one of the guys, suits actually looks like it reminds me of Giver, um, what the mech suit looks like. So it looks like right out of like an anime, uh, which I love that stuff. Um, were there any kind of like robot designs that you were looking at when you were designing like the the military stuff as like inspiration, or you took inspiration from, or was it all like off the dome type of thing? Uh, there were definitely uh, inspiration. In fact, Giver was another one of those calls that my um, my uh, the the boss of my company uh, was really into. We really need to have robots that looked had a different silhouette so that you can tell them apart on a, on a tiny panel. So one of the robot, the military robots, like one is like big, like a tank, and the other one's more humanoid. And the same with the uh, main characters, like there's one large gorilla robot, one girl, just to get a, a contrast of different character types. Um, and you know, I, all that work I did with uh, Iron Man and the fact that I majored in industrial design um, really kind of did rule how everything and everything looks like it could work. Um, just because I have such a history with uh, industrial design and, and mechanical things. Awesome. I, I, and, it, and it comes very clean off the paper. It looks great. Um, so with the story, I know it's like, at the end of the day, it does look like this is like a father-daughter story. Um, was this kind of like, like, oh, hey, when you guys came up with the idea of, of having the scientist, did you guys always think of it like as a backstory, as a family story? Or was it going to be like, all right, it's just this is scientists, and then over time it fleshed out to being like almost like a family drama. Um, what I know about writing is it, there's plot and there's character, and probably the more important of those two is probably character, right? um, even though they're really intertwined. So uh, originally I wasn't that thrilled about doing this story because I can kind of see what type of story it is in my head and what I'll be drawing and writing from day to day. And I think the problem there was that there was... I didn't really have relatable aspects of them. So once uh, we had that father and daughter dynamic, and it, to me, it felt like um, Steve Jobs and his estranged daughter and that the drama between the two of them. That stuff I thought was really cool, juicy, um, <laughs> like soap opera stuff. Yeah. And once that was put in there, all of a sudden, the, everything came to life. And then now I had a real passion for writing and drawing it. So that, that missing element there, I think the mistake that a lot of people make in comics is that you just show a lot of like, robots fighting and a lot of um, a lot of explosions, and uh, I knew I'd be drawing plenty of that. But it wasn't until I got the character story 
like the wants and needs and the fears and misbeliefs of all the um, protagonists and antagonists. Once all that was in place, the story just took off. That's awesome, and uh, you can definitely see that. I, I do like the, the 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 dynamic that like the father daughter aspect does bring. You're right; it does you you it does flesh out the world and everything. Like they're not just like oh he's a corrupt scientist and he was played by like another corrupt like organization. No, he's actually a person that has feelings and and he loves his daughter and she loves him, but they're at odds and it's and it's a, a piece of the bigger story, uh, and you see it very well. Um, so with Genesis. Um, I know we talked off mic about it being a mini series. Was there any idea that you want this to be an ongoing, or was this always kind of like, this is my story, this is what I have planned, type of thing, and and nothing further. Well, one of the first things we had to do was come up with the the lore of the world, just to work backward from the story that you see, and then work forward from there, um, from the the six issue arc, and that was a lot of fun for. Um, my my boss and I just to figure all this stuff out because there seem to be a lot of great stories you can tell. So we have uh, the very beginnings of of the story going back all the way to um, 1926, and and all that stuff is is there. It 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 kind of you kind of get hints of it in the regular story, but there's so much more to tell. So my only reluctance to tell any story beyond the the six issues is the workload. <laughs> so you know I invite anyone to read that uh, the six issues and then and come up with uh, stuff and pitch story ideas because there's a lot you can do so the idea there is to finish out the uh, plot arc in the six issue but then continue the character arcs um, for later okay so like there's room for expansion yeah, you, you guys for are sure. looking for um that's cool that's really cool so um what was the name of the publisher again i'm sorry oh 24 7 24 7 so they then uh, they're relatively new they just started within what the last year and the last year behind the scenes type right. of stuff yeah i've been gearing up for a while so yeah it's, they're they're brand new and really good people and trying to find um just the a way of making comics works because i know a lot of people throw their hat in the ring and then a lot of times they're not successful so it's just trying to find a new way of um just getting the medium into people's hands and, and trying to make it work for the artist and the writer and all, everyone involved. Awesome. Um, where, uh, so where you guys project, uh, like looking to project the, the project, are you guys looking more like, uh, in hand in comics or digital or digital or a mix of both or, uh, it's definitely a mix of both. And before it was mostly online and this is just a lot of it just comes out of ignorance. We don't really know, um, it just seems to make sense that print is kind of like dying everywhere. So we just thought that, well, you know, it's a lot cheaper just to go online and people can read it. But then um, we didn't realize that a huge amount of the money comes from collectors. <laughs> and uh, I never really understood collector because I'm on the creative side and collectors I'm, kind of baffles, baffles me what they collect. But and I, I just realized kind of fairly recently how important they are, because if you want to read a comic, a lot of people can find a way to read it for free. Uh, but collectors they're they're gonna want they're the ones that spend twenty five dollars for your comic. Yeah, it's true. And uh, as a retailer, everyone knows that I work at the store. Um, it really is like there is a kind of like a tangible side to having it in your hand. Where it's like, uh, oh, I was talking to a family member the other day about this, and it's like you can't go to a show and get like your tablet signed. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you want to like, oh, hey, this is a comic that I got, and it's signed by the creator, and it's 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 a memory. You know, it's a tangible memory. Um, but it's cool to see that they're both. You guys are both doing uh, digital and uh, in store. Um, so, do you have an idea when you guys are going to be releasing Genesis? Or 
Yeah, that's a big question. I mean, uh, my focus is is getting the story done, so I'm I'm most of the way through it. So wherever they decide to to release it, um, the good thing is a lot of it's the hard part is 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 done. Um, so right now they're kind of scrambling to figure out in this very changing market what's the best time and and way to release it. So it may be a Kickstarter, but I think we just have going to make an announcement soon. But for now, I'm just concerned about uh, finishing up the story. <laughs> Awesome. I won't keep you that much longer. I know this is supposed to be, this is uh, always going to be a short interview because uh, Sean's been here for like two hours already <laughs> hanging out with us at the store. But uh, anything else you want to pimp out before we wrap up this mini uh, interview episode? Um, well, if people are interested in my work. I'm on Instagram. That's uh, Instagram at Sean Chan Art. And so that's what I post pretty much daily, anything I'm working on. And you can kind of keep up with all the news and what I'm drawing that day. Uh, and then I will make an announcement about when, where, and when Genesis will drop. Awesome. And guys, I will have all those links in the description below on all the goodies. And guys, thanks for listening to me doing a solo episode for once. Uh, you can head over to our website, androidscomics.com, to check out those previews and new releases. Check, follow us on Instagram at Android underscore comics. The podcast, Instagram at Android's Amazing Podcast, and Twitter, Android's Amazing, for update news. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. Always support your local comic shop. Thank you, Sean, for coming down and spending so much time with us today and helping me spoil your book. <laughs> <laughs> to everyone, guys, check out Sean on all social media and make sure you pick up the, your copy of Genesis when it drops. And we will see you guys hopefully next week on the podcast. If not, this is a cool bonus episode. See you guys then. All right. Thanks a lot for having me. Of course. You're welcome. Take care, guys. All right. Bye.